Welcome to another episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident asshole as always, Ian Cusick, joined by my good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. Bryce, how are you, man? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, classes for me started back up today. Uh, it's probably a first episode we're both back at classes because yeah, we started, my, yeah, on, I started Tuesday, on Tuesday, right? Bryce started today yeah. on Thursday. And it's weird, but back on the it's college grind. But yeah, you know the grind doesn't stop for this. No. Uh, unfortunately, though, NFL season is uh, winding down. We. Uh, championship games just happened this past weekend uh i personally say that this was the best weekend of football we've had all season because even though both these games were highly controversial i still think they were some of the best games this season and i know there's a lot to be said about these games but um bryce how about we start by talking the NFC Championship, because that was the first game. Well, it was a good game. It was a good game. Um, obviously, <laughs> look, I mean, yeah, the Miss P.I. Yeah, is going to be the talking point until the end of time. Um, really, yeah, and um, I think, do you want to hold off on the Miss P.I. itself? Because, like... A little segment we got. Well, let's have we talk about everything but it, because like enough has been said. Yeah. About that, because all right, I'm gonna say this. Yes, it was pass interference. Yes. Oh, yeah, it was clearly pass it interference. Clearly pass interference. Yes. So. I don't know. I wish, I wish it went the way it should have. You know, I wish. I wish that flag was thrown. I wish the game... Because the main reason is I'm really sick of these Saints fans and play and players. I'm Saints are very, corny. I'm very sick of the Saints franchise and everything that's going on with that right now because I can't go on Instagram and look at one of the NFL's posts and, like, you know, see what intellectual comments uh, the NFL fan base no, has. No, there's no intellectual. Know, that's, no. that's being very, very... Going on Instagram looking for intellect, all right? Yeah, no. That's, Good luck. That's very generous to the NFL community. But, um, you know, you go into the NFL comment section, it's literally like if the Chiefs were ro- or the Saints were robbed. I mean, Chiefs will... Like we'll, if... we'll, we'll get to that later. <clears throat> but, um, literally every third post is talking about the Saints, and... They'll be talking about, like, the Pro Bowl Skills Challenge, where there are zero Saints players participating. People are still talking about the Saints. Like, that has nothing to do with this. Okay, I I understand why they feel this way, Um, but that doesn't excuse acting the way they did about it. Like, they're acting like nobody's ever been robbed before. (laughs) Yeah, every NFL team's been screwed over by the refs before. I mean, that's... (laughs) I ain't see Oakland back like this. Yeah, well, we, uh, we weren't really, uh, how do I put this? We weren't very, uh, developed when, uh, the tuck rule happened. I think I was only, like, two or something. I think if, well, maybe if, maybe, okay, this is probably the biggest screw-over I've seen since Twitter's been big. Because, well, you want to talk about the Vikings, too, ironically, from the Saints. Like, the Saints have literally screwed over people in the past. Like, I don't understand why they feel like they're the only team that's ever been 
had a missed call. I don't know. I don't know, it's, man. But I don't was know, I it was a PI? Yeah, but come on. I don't think I've ever seen a fan base sue the NFL, or it wasn't even the fan base. It was a. There's a a lawyer brought a class action lawsuit against the NFL. That's that's yeah, extreme that... for a game of football. I mean, do I understand the emotions? Sure. I understand why you would. I understand why they're upset, but the way they're acting is. It's a little... Even the players, like, oh my god, bro. Goodell is not going to replay the game. Shut no, up. no, that... I, I'm, I'm honestly... I'm surprised, though. There was that... that um, Like, the NFL's constitution or something, like uh, Rule 17.2B or something. something. Oh, no, listen. Everyone's listen. saying... There's yeah, memories. that's the only time I've ever seen that rule come up. Yes. But it's not the only time I've seen a blown call. So... So listen, you know, just gotta live with it. Yeah, gotta just live with it. Gotta just understand. Yes, you did get screwed, but it happens. Okay, that shit happens. I mean, did the call kind of screw you over? Yeah, it. Oh, it. It not kinda. It definitely did. Um, should the Saints have probably won that game if it weren't for that call? Probably. Probably would have, yeah. But you know, it's it's. I'm gonna the... say that you know what? I'm gonna say this right now. The Saints started the game with the first two possessions and That's only got true. six points out of it, and they started with the ball in overtime and lost still. Didn't so they, you know, didn't they start off up thirteen to nothing, anyways? Yeah, they. they yes. Yes. It was 13-10. I think it was 13-10 at halftime for the Saints. But they were 13-0. Listen, you got the ball. You got the ball in your first possession. They went down and kicked a field goal. Then you got an interception either near or in the Rams' red zone. Yes, it was like on like the Rams' 10-yard line or something like that. No, it, was, it, was, no, it wasn't that close. I think that's, but, well, that's, where the, that's where the Rams were, I think. Well, you know, the, the ball got okay. The ball got tipped. They got it like near the red zone, and they still only got a field goal out of it. If you turn that into a touchdown, this conversation doesn't even happen. We're not even talking about how the Saints got screwed. If you, if one of those drives is a TD, we're talking about them in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And on top of that, they got the ball to start overtime. That is true. Drew Brees threw. I won't say it's completely on Breeze, because... No, it's not. It, I'm not. I wasn't saying it was, but... I know, I know. Like, it, you got the ball to start overtime, which is a literal gift from whatever god you believe in. And you still found a way to not win the game. <laughs> Look... You can't you can't blame it all on You can't rest. blame it all on the ref. Yes. Yes, did the ref miss the call? Yes. But you missed three different opportunities to win that game. So I don't I don't feel sympathy. I don't feel sympathy, especially I don't feel sympathy. I'll never feel sympathy for Sean Payton, but <laughs> But still, I don't feel sympathy for them because they had three different opportunities, especially on that interception. They could easily turn that into six, and it would have been what twenty to nothing in the end of the first if they did that. Oh yeah, um, so I believe so. Yeah, that's that's a night. 
All right, so with that, I think we're going to transition over to the AFC Championship. Uh, Patriots 37, Chiefs 31, Rex Burkhead runs it in from like six yards out in overtime. Patriots are going back to the Super Bowl. Sad. And nobody applauded except for Boston. This is going to be a terrible Super Bowl movie. (laughs) I mean... It wouldn't even have been that bad if the Saints (laughs) won, I guess. Like, if one of these teams deserved to be here, then maybe it'd be different. I mean, I don't think the Patriots didn't deserve to be here. Of course you don't think that. No, I mean, I'm speaking strictly from an objective standpoint. Mm. Was there bad officiating in this game? Yes. There was bad officiating the whole the the whole. This is why I this is it was a good day of football. This is why it's tainted. The officiating just came up at such bad times for both games because it wasn't really the big issue. I couldn't remember a big issue with the officiating in the Rams or the in the Rams Saints game before that missed PI. Just like on that. I mean, I didn't think the officiating was terrible in Pat's Chiefs until the gift, the literal gift, roughing the passer. I don't know why that was even... All right, I think I've rationalized a reason that I don't like, but it's the only reason why I can think why they even ruled a passer, or a uh, roughing the passer on that play. Okay, so they, I believe it was the back judge that called it, so he's right behind Brady on the play. And from that oh, angle, yeah. it looked like Chris Jones might have like taken a shot at Brady's head, because even though because like Brady um, would have been blocking that, I think that's why they threw the flag. I don't like that reason. I don't think that's how it should have been uh, called. Even if, even if it didn't look like that, he didn't hit him. I, but you see, like I said, he was he threw the flag from the back, so there's no way he could have seen. That but he didn't, didn't he didn't physically I don't I don't like that re- that reasoning's flawed in that's, itself. That's what that's what I'm saying. I don't like the reason, but that's the only that's the closest <sighs> thing to a rationalization. How is that how is that roughing the passer in the It's, AFC it's one of, it's one of the new roughing the passer things cuz the NFL like he didn't, I mean that's such a soft call. Like that is a massive thing to call at that point. At that scenario, in that game, yeah, and that is huge. I agree. It shouldn't have been a pa- it shouldn't have been a roughing the passer, but at the same time, they missed so many pass interferences and holdings on the Chiefs' defense. The Chiefs they were lax. Set up one of their I, they were very they were very lax. Here's, on, here's the call that pissed me off most. All right, so the Patriots got called for an offensive pass interference on Philip Dorsett in like the fourth quarter. Which it was, it was a pass interference. I'm not gonna. And then they that. didn't call that pick play. That they didn't they call that pick on. play where the guy no. was twice as far downfield than Philip Dorsett was. They're very pick plays have always been that way. They're very. It depends on the crew. I, yeah, and I know what, kind, what they say about pick plays. I know it's it's ironic. The Patriots fan, the the Patriots who you know they they run pick plays all the time. Um, you know there was that Saints game last year where it looked like there was offensive pass interference. But then they picked up the flag because he was within a yard or two, and I get it, all right? But, like, come on. The guy was, like, six or seven yards downfield. You got to be within two. That's the rule. So that's the call that got me irritated. 
They're lax on that, for sure. I don't care if they're lax or not about it. I just want them to be consistent. I just want an ounce of consistency in this goddamn league. No, there will never be consistency. I know. There, what is consistent about the NFL I, when it comes to rules? I want, I want like interp- consistent interpretations of the rules. Is that too much to ask for? Yes, I, it you know, is. I, I know it is. We've been arguing what a catch is for like a decade. I know. I know. We still don't know, by the way. We still <laughs> have no idea. I mean, Hogan caught it, by the way, but... I don't remember all of the... Which one? Because there was, like, two... All right, so there were two instances, and they ruled it correctly in both cases. The first one was the one-handed snag, where he, they ruled it that oh, it was completed. Mm, that one. Because his, hand, his hand was under the ball. Half the ball was on the ground, though. You see, last know. year, that wouldn't have been a completed pass. Last year, except in the Super Bowl, it was. We're, we're, we're not. Yeah, <laughs> we're not going to talk about how Troy Vincent made the guys use the 2018 catching rules for the 2017 season. We're not even going to yeah. get into that because I can that, talk that, about that. That was no one liked to talk about that because <laughs> if the Patriots won that game, that would have been a massive talking point. But is what it is. I mean, shout out my guy Corey Clement and all. Shout out Badger. But uh, it wouldn't have been a catch. But uh, that wasn't a catch, actually. It wasn't a catch. <laughs> based on the based on the rules that Corey Clement one was not a catch. But the, I I don't know how we got to that game from the. Uh, we were talking about the catch rules. Um. So yeah, the one-handed snag for Hogan the first time, it was correctly ruled because of this year's catch rules. They did rule that that was a completed pass. I mean, shout out Jesse James too, but you know. We, we ain't going to talk about that one. Yeah, that, that one we wanted to skip. We had no problem bringing up Corey Clement. As soon as I bring up Jesse James, you're like, mm, you're, you're, now you're scared. Now you don't want to talk about it. Anyways. we're gonna. <laughs> uh, so the second one, Hogan made a nice little grab on the sideline. But after instant replay, it showed that the ball kind of popped out a little bit. They ruled it in. No, he didn't even have. He didn't have possession. But... He, he didn't have it, so I... Again, I don't have an issue with that being ruled incomplete. It was they completely. I remember there was one that they completely missed. I think it was, I think it was like a throw to James White on a third oh, down. Oh yes, I know that, that one. he did not catch it all. I know nobody got, reviewed it. We got lucky on that one because like the refs and nobody because he did not grab that. I, that definitely I hit the ground. That was that was outside of the two minute warning, right? It had to have been. no. That was that was. I don't remember when that was, but I remember it. I remember that was a play that Andy Reid himself would have had to challenge, and he just didn't bother with it. He just didn't challenge. I don't know why he it, didn't. It's, it's playoff Andy Reid, so I think we just shouldn't question <sighs> it. He didn't even have a bad game. Man, that DC, the, the defensive coordinator got fired so fucking fast. <laughs> I mean, he let up 500 yards to the Patriots. It... If you meet him again, they got the one man... They got one of the only people on planet Earth at D.C. that knows what he's doing against New England. So if you go against Kansas City again, not going to be that easy. Yeah, Did you, you see know, who they got? I didn't see who they got. I saw that they hired someone, but I, don't, I didn't see who it was. Steve. They got Steve. Steve Spagnola. Steve Spagnola. That name sounds familiar, but why don't you... Uh... He, was the, he was the D.C. of the Giants teams that beat the Patriots. He was, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yeah, that that's fun. Very fun. Thankfully, he had uh, way better. He had way better defenses when they did. Thankfully, that the Chiefs don't have a stray hand. So. <laughs> the, 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 thank God the Chiefs don't have Justin Tuck or Blackburn. Uh, 
or <laughs> anyone that or or like Corey Webster. <laughs> Corey Webster's a legend. Bro. <laughs> Amazing man, Corey Webster is. To be honest. All right. So um. Anyways, like I said, this game came down to overtime, and everyone loves to talk about overtime rules and that. Oh, the NFL should adopt the college rules where like each team gets an opportunity. Mm. Um, all right, this is going to sound biased as fuck because Patriots benefited from it, but the Patriots have been screwed over by it a couple times. Not recently, Not, ever. I mean, de- well, define recently. Uh, the last time I remember New England losing an overtime game, it was to, like, the Jets. Yep, Jets in 2015. Malcolm Butler was a scrub that game, and he was a scrub a lot after that. He's... Um. Yes, so twice that season, actually, they lost in overtime. Uh, there was that game against the Jets, which was bad, but there was a coin toss screw-up anyways. I Yeah, they got it wrong. They won the toss and they won the toss, said defer. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That was weird. but I, the, I think there was like a miscommunication. I think that's what it was, but that's beside the point. They still won that toss, though. They, I think they did win the toss, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They did win that toss. So, yeah. So, um, and then there was also uh, the Denver game that year. They were ten and zero. Um, they were doing really good. And oh yeah, the Denver game. Yeah. CJ Anderson runs off like a forty yard touchdown run in overtime. Oh, you gotta go against him again. Okay, <laughs> that's gonna be fun. Uh, we're, well, we're we're not talking Super Bowl in this episode, actually. Believe it or not. Oops, spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, we we don't let it slide one more week. We talk in the we Pro go. Bowl this episode. At a later point, we still got to talk, yeah, about, talk uh, about something else. Yes. Yeah, so, um, overtime. It's kind of a problem, but I think, I think it's better than it used to be. It is better I than it used to be. Because I like that if you score a field goal, the other team gets a field goal could end the game. Like, oh my god, bro! Definitely improve, but it's still not exactly. Well, here's the thing. Perfect. If you if you don't like the overtime rules, all you have to do is get a stop. I mean, the Chiefs. It's not like the Chiefs were like mm, it was like Tim well, Tebow in the twenty eleven playoffs where, you know, they had the one one play one score with Eric Decker first play of overtime. That I'd understand, but this this one, the Chiefs forced the Patriots to convert on three third downs and they couldn't get uh, third and long is not mind you. I think they were each longer than third and nine. So yeah, you can't third and ten, third and nine most of the time. Yeah, so like you can't let up that many third and longs and expect to still win the game. And I get it. Yeah, I mean, you didn't have a chance anyways. But at the same that time... That Chiefs team, though, listen. That Chiefs team is is Patrick Mahomes. And I don't like... What I don't like, personally, I think both teams should just have a chance. Personally. Not, I'm not saying college rules. I'm saying, like... You not you're not gonna get the ball at like the opponent, you know, whatever yard line. You're gonna have to do a whole drive. But I think both teams should get a shot. Personally, at least in the playoffs. Because regular season I can understand like ties are allowed. So I can understand the one possession thing in the regular season. Mm-hmm. But in the playoffs when you can't tie, obviously, you need a winner. So <laughs> I like I like the idea of making 
both teams, you know, go on, on it. I, I like the idea if you kick a field goal, then you get a chance. If you score a touchdown, you win. But I don't like the idea that I don't like the idea that you go down there, score a touchdown, game's over. I don't like that. Personally. You see, my, my whole view on this is just get a stop. If you can't get a stop, uh, then, like, the game, you're... Get a stop, I mean... The Chiefs had yeah, every opportunity just, to get a stop on that drive. You say get a stop, but it's like... It's not, I mean, still... I mean, that's, like, the worst defense in the NFL. Like, that's not... That's not going to happen. They had three third and longs that they could have that they could have just stopped. I mean, what, what DBs are we stopping that with? Um, I mean, Eric Berry is no bueno that game. He's on, like, one and a half legs right now. And, and I could, right, Sorensen. Sorensen had a pretty good game. Well, Sorensen had, had that a pick. He had a gift interception, but he also had that very, very big stop on Rex Burkett on fourth down. Yeah. Was... Yeah, and fourth and inches, too. Yeah, I it was fourth inches. That was huge. Um, I don't know, man. I just think OT rules need to be updated, at least for the playoffs, when you can't have a tie. I mean, I can understand where I can understand where you're coming from, and I wouldn't be opposed to them. I think it, the overtime rules for regular season right now are pretty good. They're fine. I mean, that's fine. But like for playoffs, I guess I can understand what you mean. I don't know if I'd necessarily. Agree. I think both teams deserve a shot in the playoffs in overtime, no matter what the team, the first team does on the first drive. Again, that's fair, and I'm just not 100 percent sure I agree. I'm, all right, of course not. Well, hold on now. Hold on. I, I still, I still believe that they should just get a stop. I know the Chiefs' defense was one of the worst in the NFL. I know, and I know the Patriots' offense had a really good game, crazy good game. I know that, but just get a stop. You had three third and longs. You you can't give up th- third and longs like that, and still expect to be competitive in the game. Yeah, I understand that. You gotta get a stop, but when you're there because of one player that isn't on the defensive side, then, I mean, (coughs) it is what it is. It is what it is. Because nobody on that defense... I mean, there's a couple decent players, but... I mean, there's no one none on, of those players. Really no none of those defense. players are why they were in that game. I mean, the, the, the pass rush that everyone said was going to eat Brady alive. The closest thing it did to any of that was D Ford. And you can sack him. Which, I mean, that you could even talk about D Ford. In terms well, that of was like, just bonehead. I mean, he was, half his body was offside. So I don't know how you even do that. How you in the NFL and even do that? You know, it, it's kind of funny though. If you look at that play, you got to remember that Trent Brown, the left tackle, is six eight, so he's kind of a massive human being. I guess you can kind of understand if you're un, if like you're with that, you're kind of judging the line of scrimmage. You see him moving more back just so he can stay on side. Just look to your right. I know that's what you would do, <laughs> but if you're trying to judge it based on that, you see Trent Brown right there. I guess it's kind of under, it's just understandable. Turn but, your head to the right. Uh, yeah, you should. They're be not right. hiding. They are not hiding the line of scrimmage from you. 
Yeah, no, I know. You're right. And it, it was a boneheaded play. It was boneheaded. The I, only pass rusher, I don't know who the hell said that pass rusher was going to eat up Brady, but the only good pass rusher was is and was Chris Jones. And who, Justin Houston's... Uh... Well, Houston and Houston had a good game, but Houston, you know... You know, I mean, he, he's uh, he always he's always he's on his legs. Yeah, he's old now. He's he's been hurt a lot. And, Great player, yeah. but he yeah, but he's out of his prime now. Yeah. All right. You wanna you wanna move on to the Pro Bowl because uh, there is a football suck. game this weekend of sorts. Yeah, nobody's watching that. It's not really a football game, but it's it's more <laughs> of a comedy stunt. Yeah, it's it's like an SNL skit of a football game, if we're being honest. It's kind of what it is, yeah. All right, so we're not going to do a pick for the Pro Bowl. We're going to not take this that seriously. Because the Pro Bowl sucks this year. Well, it sucked every year. It doesn't suck every year. It used to be a good game, and people used to enjoy watching it. Well, that's when people took it seriously, but that is not what happens anymore. Yeah, and it—I mean, it doesn't mean anything for the game, so it's. I mean, anything that puts Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky and Dak Prescott are Pro Bowl quarterbacks this year. See, Dak, I can kind of get a little bit. I mean, I understand that Dak is a replacement. It's like, all right, yeah, whatever. Mitch Trubisky, though, is. I I mean, I get it, Trubisky. He's young. I don't. He's, no, no, no. I don't, I, I'm not saying I get Trubisky being a pro bowler. But, I, I mean, I get that he's like, you know, this young guy. His team had a really good year. He... he okay, him. He wasn't that good. So, no, I'm, I'm really under, trying to understand why Mitch... I mean, I guess just that many quarterbacks just said no from the pro I mean, I, yeah, it's hard to get quarterbacks to want to do it. But I mean, they could have went like anyone else. <laughs> I mean, I think it was uh, it was Drew Brees, Jared Goff, and then Russell Wilson, right, for Pro Bowl quarterbacks. I don't remember. Oh wait, no, 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 but, no. It was it was Brees, uh, Rogers. Uh, Rogers definitely pulled out. <laughs> yeah, no, Bri- Rogers said no. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, the others. I think Breeze was a Pro Bowl quarterback, wasn't he? He's. I think he was he, selected. He was, and then he dropped out. Hang on, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, um, who was the third one? Was it Goff? They might have given it to Goff. Probably yeah, was Goff. Breeze was the starter, and then Goff and Rodgers were the reserves. But uh, Breeze and Rodgers dropped because they just didn't feel like it. Goff's playing in the Super Bowl, obviously, so you don't play in the Pro Bowl if you're playing in the Super Bowl. So now we're with Russell Wilson, who I think... Yeah, that that's a good Pro Bowl pick. Yeah, Dak Prescott, I guess. Sort of. Mitch Mitch Trubisky. I got Mitchy kissing titties. So okay, the NFL account tweeted like, "Oh, who would you rather have at the QB group, <laughs> AFC or NFC?" And the AFC's QB group is like Mahomes, Luck, and Watson. Yeah, that's what that's what it is right now, and it started off Mahomes, Rivers, and Brady. So like, that's. <laughs> Mahomes, Luck, and Watson, or Wilson, Dak, and oh my God! Yeah, that's that's not even a competition. 
the only NFC quarterback that's better than any of those AFC quarterbacks is Wilson's like better than Watson, but he's not better than Locker Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's um. Like that's literally the top six. There would be Mahomes, <laughs> Mahomes, Luck, Wilson, Watson, Dak, Trubisky. It, it, and there, it's, it should be said that there's like a large gap between. You said it was Watson. And there is a Trubisky, large right? gap. Well, Wilson's better than Watson. Yeah, that's what I said, Watson. Yeah. Yeah, there's a very large. But gap there's a large Watson gap between Watson and Trubisky. Dak's eh. Dak's okay. I mean, I guess the question has to be asked: Was like Matt Ryan? Did he just turn down the invitation? Matt Ryan must have said no because Matt Ryan have. had a good year. I like mean, you could have asked so many, like anyone else. Like you could have asked Kirk Cousins. You could have asked uh, yeah, oh, over oh, Trubisky. Oh, We're over talking Trubisky. about Trubisky. Over Trubisky. We're talking about yeah. Trubisky. Yes, Kirk Cousins definitely better than Trubisky. <laughs> you could have asked Cam Newton. You could have asked. Oh, Cam, just, Cam just had surgery. Oh, okay. So you would have said you yeah, would so definitely no, been on anyway. Uh, you, could, um, you could have even asked Eli. Hmm. He probably had a better statistical year. He did, yeah. Eli was number nine um, in yards this year. You could have asked fucking Nick Foles, honestly. Could have <laughs> no, asked Foles. You could have asked Matt Stafford. You could have asked almost any other QB in the NFC that you could name. Yeah, yeah. Other than, like, you know, Josh Johnson. Uh, but, maybe, uh, yeah. I don't even know who else you could. He just not Trubisky. He was number twenty in passing yards this season. Yet he's a Pro Bowler. It's just the Pro Bowl's sad, but there's ways to fix it. We think. How do you think you could fix the Pro Bowl? Ian? Uh, less emphasis on the game, more emphasis on like the skill challenges and everything, because those are more entertaining to watch. I disagree with that. Oh really? I don't think the skill challenges are fun. They're going on tonight. Uh, yeah, they've been going on today. I haven't been able to watch, but... Uh, I have not watched a single one, because why would I do that? Um, I just hope they have... I actually, I actually watched a uh, a clip of um, oh, yeah, Trubisky I... throwing to Mike Evans, and he was struggling, which is funny. I saw Adam Thielen um, throwing on the uh, precision passing thing, and uh, he hit the five-point target twice, so that's, that's pretty impressive. That those are the only ones he hit, but um, how I think I think they were actually on the right track with the Pro Bowl. I think you got to bring back the Hall of Fame coaches. Yeah, the Hall of Fame coaches. I like that. The draft and the Hall of Fame coaches, I think, are the way to go. Um, kind of like what the NBA is doing, except they just do it with like you know the top all star. You know. Yeah, yeah, like this year they got, uh, they have LeBron and Giannis, right? Is it Bron and Giannis? Uh, Last year it was Bron and Curry. Uh, Yeah, you know, it is Bron and Giannis this year. This year it's Bron and Giannis? Okay. I would just, I mean, you could even do it that way. I mean, it's just... That would be interesting. I I like the Hall of Fame coaches, though. I like, like all that. All coaches and they like draft the team like it's fantasy. Yeah, and they draft the players like yeah, it was fun. I like that. I would. Well, I don't know if I'd 
directly watch that, but that would make me more interested. It, it would definitely help. Because what if you did like, what if you did like, team, <laughs> like Team Sanders versus Team Sanders. <laughs> Dion versus Barry. Dion versus Barry, bro. Hey man, I mean, I I would I wouldn't mind that. That's. That's, I would that's do that again. I would try that again because they did do it for like two years and they stopped. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who did it. Uh, it was I Michael. I remember Michael, Michael Irving. Did, yeah. Michael Irving did one. I remember that. I think did did um did Jerry Rice do it? I don't. He might have. I don't remember. I don't remember all the coaches that did it except Michael Irving. I know Michael Irving did one. Michael Irving did one. Um... I'm trying to think of. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't remember it for the life of me. But uh, that that was something really cool. And I think they should do that. I think that's the way to go. That that definitely would make things a lot more fun. Because then it's not just AFC NFC. It's 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 not Anthony Lynn versus Jason Garrett. Why is Jason Garrett? Oh my god. What if they had? What if they fired him? Like, what if the Cowboys fired Garrett? Would he still be coaching <laughs> this Pro Bowl? Uh, they won a they won a playoff game this year. That means that Garrett's no, he's safe for like a decade. He's got another <laughs> he's got another five years before they even consider it again. Okay, um, you know I looked back, and um, twenty sixteen was the last year that they did uh, the Hall of Fame drafting. It was uh, Michael Irvin versus Jerry Rice in twenty sixteen. Right, right. 2015, it was Michael Irvin versus Chris Carter. Oh, so Irvin did it twice. Yes, and then Jerry Rice versus Deion Sanders in 2014. Oh, is that, is that, that, that had to have been Deion, right? Yeah, Probably. it was Deion. So they did it for three years. I thought they only did it for two. Uh, Yeah, because they did it for three years, 2014, 15, and 16. I think they were on the right track with that. Honestly, God, man, I really think they were. I think they should bring that back. Yeah, you know what? I would like to see. I'd like to see the uh, the Nielsen data about that. But don't bring back the same Hall of Famers. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I want to see like more Hall. Of... What if you got like Hall of Famers from like that year's class collaborating, and then making a team be... out of that? So like, oh, you'd be like coaching a team out of the Hall of Fame class for that year. Yeah, like uh, who who was this year's Hall of Fame class? You had um... well, you had a lot this year. It was you had Ray Lewis and uh, Randy Moss and who else? Terrell Owens was in this class. Uh, we had a lot of characters in this class. Okay, there was um, with. Uh, Brian Dawkins. Brian Dawkins, yep. Oh, Brian Erlacher too, right? Actually, I don't think Daw- uh, Erlacher was not Dawkins. My bad. Yeah, that's what I thought. I didn't think Dawkins was in yet. No, no, no. It's, um... Oh, wait. No, it looks like Dawkins was in this one. I didn't realize that. I don't remember. I don't remember the whole class. Maybe he <laughs> was. Yeah, but, like, get, like, uh... Ray Lewis, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, and Brian Erlacher. Get all of them. Get, like, Lewis and Moss against Owens and Erlacher or something like that. Have them draft a team. And, you know, you got one of them being the offensive coordinator, the one of them being the defensive coordinator. There you go. I just, NFL, I just gave you a million dollars. NFL, idea. we gave you the blueprint. We gave you the blueprint. Make it happen. All we ask for is a little bit of the revenue. 
you see, we broke college kids. We uh, got to pay this school. Is, so, speaking of Hall of Fame classes... Uh, we we moving on to... The, yes. All the, right. This is the first time we're going to bring up baseball. In so like we're bringing up baseball for October. the first time. October? Literally since I mentioned the Red Sox won the World Series in late October, and I mentioned it for like one quick quip. We didn't even go in-depth with it, so... I can't even think of the last time we actually talked baseball. We like, sat down and actually discussed baseball. <laughs> yes, so... Because Harper and Manny are still inside. We need something to happen, because NFL season's... It's, yeah. it's almost done, and we, we 90% of the show is NFL, so... It has been, because that's what's been dominant. Uh, um, but... We, we had some old of, amateur, uh, Yeah, some news. Four? Four new Hall of A couple of them were... Uh, a couple of them that were very important to you, Bryce. Two of them, Two especially. Of them, in fact, yes. Really, all four of them, honestly. I mean, I'm a big fan. I was a really big fan of two of them. And, I mean, there there's a couple others on here. Oh, there's four in total, so two and two. Uh, so I guess I'll just uh, I'll cut the shit. Mariano Rivera, first 100%er into the Hall of Fame. He got a 425 out of 425 votes. The greatest closer of all time. One of my personal favorite players. Even though he was a Yankee, I'm a Red Sox fan. I, I enjoy greatness, and Mariano Rivera was the epitome of greatness in baseball. So uh, everyone saw that this was coming from the moment that he retired. Uh, is there really anything else I can say about him? I mean, I'm honestly stunned that he was the first ever hundred percenter. Yes, that's that's. I guess that's the only thing I can say. Um, he, was he deserving? Yes, yes, he, he was. was. Yes. He definitely deserved to be a hundred percenter. Um, but <laughs> that means like you look at all the greats in MLB history, like Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr. Like, had the most at that point. He had ninety six percent of the votes. So that's like a significant. Like, you look at every. I just want to say this about baseball. If you wanted to... I want to say this about baseball. Every single great player you could think of, except for Mariano Rivera, there was somebody who had power who thought they weren't a Hall of Famer. I'm just saying. Uh, that's mind-boggling, because you think, like, Babe Ruth. You think mean Babe Ruth, like... Jackie Robinson I, wasn't a 100%er? No. Wasn't Ted uh, Williams. Ted Williams wasn't. Nolan Ryan. Carl, was. however you say his name. Yes, Stremski? Yeah, that dude. <laughs> that dude. Yeah. Right. Um, Ringless. We, we ain't gonna talk about that. Um, who who else? I mean, you can think of so many people. I mean, you could just name off legends, and all of them, there was somebody with power that thought that man was not a Hall of Fame. Ty Cobb, Honus Wagner, just people like that. That's... Yeah. That's insane. I'm sorry, but... No, those... But I'm not, that's not saying anything about Mo. Mo deserved 100% of the vote. Yeah, if there's anyone in this draft class but that deserved first one ever, that's uh, kind of sad. So we have four people. Yes. Uh, none of them were other, none of them were 100%ers, which right, one of them... So we got two I'm of them. And uh, two of them got 85.4% of the votes, 363 in total. Some, there are some cruel <laughs> people, I'm going to say people, that... Uh, that didn't vote for Roy Halladay. Even um, Roy Halladay, thankfully, he did get into the Hall of Fame this year, first ballot, yes. and uh, he, he was, should have been a Hall of Famer anyway. Even if he tragically passed away, if you weren't aware, I don't know how you wouldn't be aware of that. Yeah, that was that was a pretty big news story. But 
how could you not vote for him, man? That's just cruel. It, it, it's not right, I mean. That's cruel how somebody didn't vote for more than one. He didn't. He got eighty-five percent. So fifteen percent of yeah, the like voters six, said, "Yeah, nah, he's not." Sixty-two people didn't vote for him, and um, that's. I mean, the man had a three-three-eight career ERA, which, when you think about it, in a career ERA, that's that's really good for a career ERA as a starter. He. I mean, did y'all watch that postseason? Oh no! I mean, of course, I watched that postseason. He was. He was dominant in the postseason, the regular season. The man would do anything. Um. So actually, another inspiration. I mean, can't believe this man. It took him ten years to get in the Hall of Fame. But yes. Edgar Martinez. Edgar Martinez. Uh, I personally would put him up there as one of the best, if not the best DH of all time. Yes, I saw um, that uh, MLB on Twitter today. They were asking uh, who's the better DH all time. You got uh, Edgar Martinez or David Ortiz. The bias we said David Ortiz, but if you look at Edgar, man, Edgar Edgar is no slouch. I mean, he's Edgar a, got to be up there, man. Easily, he's up there. I mean, I mean, a career nine thirty three OPS with a three twelve yeah. batting average. That's very very good. Only three hundred home runs in his career, which uh, maybe that's what held him back a little bit. But like, come on. Come on. Edgar, man. It shouldn't take him 10 years. <laughs> and that, he should have been on there. It's a, that was his last year of eligibility, wasn't it? Yes, yes it was. That's not that's not something I like about the uh, the Hall of Fame system, to be honest. I, I mean, I get that, like, if you're a legend, it should take you 10 years, but, like, it, it lets people like Edgar Martinez slip through, and, like, it takes him 10 years to get drafted. It shouldn't have taken him 10 years to get inducted, not drafted. I'm sorry. Um... It, it, ten years? Like, what? If, what if a legend falls through? But then there's a year where, like, the Hall of Fame draft class or the Hall of Fame class is particularly weak, and, and that's a, that would have been a prime year. When did that last happen? Was that two years ago or, or two years ago? That when was. nobody got voted in? Oh, when? Because <sighs> that happened recently. That was like. Two or three years ago? It was recent. Um, okay, uh, it looks like it was 2013. I thought it was more recent than that. That's what ESPN's pulling up. Because you need 75% of the votes. No, Edgar was on that ballot. Edgar was on that ballot. It looks like... Does it say who was the... The top... If you... Okay, Craig Vigio had 68.2% of the votes. That was the highest? Yes. That would be the highest runner-up this year. (laughs) It would have, yeah. So he was 39 votes shy, and, like, Mike Piazza had 57.8. So, like, I I guess that's how it happened. That's what happened. It just... No one got elected into the Hall of Fame that year. And... I, that's that's wild. That like how nobody can get in. Like. So and um, there's clearly a Hall of Famer on that ballot because Edgar's in now. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, 
But okay, so the final person that got in was uh, Mike Mussina. Your boy Mike Mussina barely slips in with seventy six point seven percent of the votes. He barely he got in by. A, he he needed three hundred nineteen. Oh. He got three hundred twenty six. So yeah, seven more so votes. He barely he squeaked in. Um, I mean, he's a great pitcher. I like the Moose. He does deserve to be in. Absolutely. Yeah, I can agree. He he deserved to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he uh, two hundred seventy career wins, a three point six career six eight uh, career ERA. There's still two people on here that uh, uh, I don't think they're ever getting in. Yeah, there's uh, a couple of individuals who are. Uh, just two. Just some great, particular. great, great players, but uh, some questionable character issues. Um, Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds. We talked about Barry Bonds on the show at some point. Yes, we did. I think with Striker episode three. Was that Strike? Oh, man, you got a you got a Sean McVay kind of memory right now. Yeah, I got that Sean McVay. I got memory. that uh, CTE memory. Uh. <laughs> So uh, Barry Bonds, seven hundred and sixty-two career home runs. Uh, the man batted two ninety-eight lifetime, which is good, not great. But then you got to remember he had seasons where he was batting like three seventy. And yeah, was he was he taking the juice? Yeah, he was. Uh, but but they've let the shady. I'm gonna say this: they've let shadier characters into the Hall of Fame. Yes. Um. There's another player. Just put Pete Rose in the damn Hall of Fame. Jesus. We have, I know for a fact it. we've talked about Pete Rose. But, yes, uh, we I have. Mean, He's the, the best hitter of all time. Put him in the hall, damn it. I mean, if, if he's way past his ballot eligibility, can they just... He's never him? been on the ballot. That's the thing. I know. So, uh, so He's the, never... So if, if, so let's, let's say like the MLB allows him to be put on the ballot. He'd be first ballot. He would be a first ballot. No, maybe not. They're kind of... I don't know, man. I'm going to be like... He's... These, guys, these guys are some crazy intellectuals. So. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you want to call them, sure, but... It's <laughs> just absolute madmen. I think that's more of the appropriate thing to call them. Um, just put him in, please. I mean, it's, it's Pete Rose. I don't understand. I'm looking at the ballot, and I see a name that really is confusing. I don't know why he's... Sammy Sosa. Um, oh, yeah, Sammy. There he is. I was wondering where he was. He, he got 36 votes on his seventh year of eligibility. I mean, are we just going to ignore that this man had... Are we just going to ignore the fact that this is, like... Are we just going to ignore that he's, like, one of the best players of all time? Because that's just is that Sammy Sosa is really not going to get into the Hall of Fame. Thirty six. How did he only get thirty six votes? I, I don't know. I I have no explanation of that. I just don't. How are you putting? Like you look at okay, you look at Mike Messina. I'm not saying he okay. If we're talking like greatness. <laughs> Is Mike Messina really greater than Sammy Sosa? No. I mean, Messina's a great pitcher and all, but I mean, Sammy uh, Mike Sosa... Mike Messina in the Hall of Fame is Sammy not. And Sammy probably will never get there. Probably not, I mean... I don't understand how that happens. I mean, you tell me why Todd Helton's getting more votes than Sammy Sosa. 
Nothing against Todd Helton. He's a good I mean, Andy, player. Andy Pettit on his first year got more. He did. Wow, yeah. Let's see, who else? Gary Sheffield. Uh, Billy Wagner. Scott Rowland. My man Manny Ramirez. Jeff Kent. Just, Rest in peace, by the way, to Fred McGriff. He he was on the ballot for ten years and did not get in. Yeah, so he got he only got forty percent. So rest in peace, Fred McGriff. Good night. I don't know if he died, but his career is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if he's not. I mean, that's how does Sammy Sosa thirty six votes? That's it's unbelievable, man. I don't know how that happens. It doesn't make sense to me how he's not already in the Hall of Fame. I mean, are they are they gonna? Is, is Mark McGuire in the Hall of Fame? I'm not sure he might be. Because if Mark McGuire's in the Hall of Fame, then they should definitely be putting Sammy in the Hall of Fame. All right. Well, we wanted to speak about um, who would you add to this ballot. Um, who would I add to this year's Hall of Fame class? Um, I would add Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. Yeah, I would. I would add Sammy Sosa just because Sammy Sosa. Why isn't he in the Hall? And that's really. I would say that's it. I don't really see anyone else that needs like pops out to me and says they need to be in the hall i mean you'll probably say kurt schilling but i i, I was gonna say kurt schilling because even though his regular season career stats great they were good and all he had a good career great career uh he the postseason heroics in 04 i think that should have at least been some mention i think that should have some influence into getting to the hall of fame i don't know if that'd be enough i'd still put him on my ballot 100 percent but um, yeah, I I'd say put Schilling. I mean, that man was putting pine tar in his hair. He was about it. Yeah, he he was about it. He he was he would find ways to cheat. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, two more players I'd put in the Hall of Fame on my ballot. Uh, Larry Walker. I put him in. I know he's nothing first ballot sort of thing, but the man first for, ballot. He's been on this shit for I nine know, he's years. He's been on there for nine years. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking double digits now. We're talking double digits now. I mean, the man hit 380 home runs, batting 313. I think that he should be in the Hall of Fame. He was. Uh, I think. I think we do see a couple future Hall of Famers on this ballot, though. Oh, well, well, yeah, definitely. I think Omar Vizquel is definitely going to be Hall of Famer. Yeah, Omar Vizquel will be in uh, there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Andy Pettit, I believe, will probably get in at some point. Yes, at some point. I could even see um, Gary Sheffield getting in. Maybe. He's been through half of his eligibility. He didn't even get 60 votes this year, so. I could see it being like a ninth year or something. Schilling, I mean, I see Schilling getting in. <laughs> Within the next two years, I could see uh, another Red Sox legend, Manny Ramirez. Probably in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah a couple Manny of years, will probably we'll see Manny in. Vizquel is definitely getting in. Probably yes, within I, the next two years. I hope Omar Vizquel gets to the Hall of Fame. He, it's his second year. He got 181, 82 votes. So yeah, he'll he'll get it. If, he'll if get he needs it. like three hundred something, he'll he'll get that soon enough. I really think Pettit can get in though. I really Pettit, think yeah, Andy's sure. gonna get in. 
This is his first year. I can't believe people voted for him this year, to be honest. Hey, I mean, he's probably... I'm assuming Pettit was probably a lot of, like, number 8, number 9, number 10 picks. Maybe even, maybe even like, just strictly number 9 and number 10. I don't know. That, that's something I'd always love to do. I'd love to look through, like, the MLB voters and see what the rationales was for putting everyone where they were. Because, you know, obviously they'd write down the first 10 they could think of, like, as whoever has the best careers. Yeah, that's kind of sad, though, because you see all the people that aren't going to be on ever again after their first year. You have uh, Miguel Tejada. Miguel Tejada, Lance Berkman, uh, Derek Lowe, Jason Bay, Juan Pierre, Ted Lilly. Juan Pierre, man. I know he wasn't special, but I liked Juan Pierre. Yeah, there was always... I remember, like, MLB memes back in, like, 2012. It was always... I don't remember why they liked him so much. Kevin Euclid. Kevin Euclid. Kevin Euclid got a fat no vote. Oh, yeah, no. He's he's not a Hall of Famer. I, I said this... I don't know why he was even put on the I ballot. said this when we were planning the episode. The closest Kevin Euclid is going to be into the Hall... In any Hall of Fame, other than, like, the Red Sox Hall of Fame, would be, like, being Tom Brady's brother-in-law, which he is, but... Um, that, that, Yankee that's legend like, Kevin Euclid AL East legend Kevin Euclid um, <laughs> Yeah that's that's a lot of familiar names on that list and there That's are, a lot of names I grew up watching That are like Lance Berkman Yeah Like he'll never be in the Hall of Fame Well Nah I mean I don't know. Does that mean he's off the ballot for future elections? That just means. He I mean, it says like... off, off the ballot for future elections. Yeah, I don't know I if see, that means I'm... permanently or. I mean, they can also offer write-ins, couldn't they? If I'm they... not sure. I'm sure if enough people wrote in a person, they could put him in, even if he wasn't on the ballot. Start writing in Sammy Sosa then, because. Well, he's on the ballot. He's just not. Oh, you can't write in people that are already on the ballot. I would assume I would assume not, because like Yeah, I, I wouldn't think that you would do that. That just seems counterintuitive. Well, that man's gonna get robbed of a Hall of Fame spot, so I mean we got three years to see if that's gonna happen. Yeah, okay, he's got three years. He didn't even get forty votes this year. Uh yeah. Yeah. And he needs, like, what, 319? He needed 319 this year. The number changes every year. Oh, it depends on the writers, how many they have that year? Yeah, like, uh, the 2013 year, they didn't get anybody. Uh, they had, like, 500-something that year. And he needed, like, 400-something. Sad. Yeah, it is. It's very unfortunate. So we're actually introducing a new, uh, something new. You want to tell people what that is, Ian? Yes, so, uh, just me and Bryce texting each other one day, just talking about this. We thought about uh, an idea that we could do to kind of spice up the show a little bit. It's not original. It's not original in the slightest. It's been done to hell by every other show to ever exist. But uh, we asked you, the listeners, to send in uh, questions via Twitter at IWH Podcast. And well, we got some always, questions. Well, uh, most of them are. Not always. Most of them are uh, sent to Twitter, I guess. I think know. only one of them that we're going to answer was sent to Twitter, actually. Well, I know there was a question sent to me, uh, to my personal Twitter from uh, one of my friends. Mm. But, um... 
Well, Caesar texted to me, actually. Oh, people were texting to you? Mm-hmm. All right, so... um. Actually, I'm going to say this, because some listeners might not know. If you really are inclined to send a question, you can email the pod. Uh, that is iwhpod at gmail.com. Yes, that's, if, that's also... If you are that if inclined. If you're really that inclined, and for some reason you can have access to... Or just don't have Twitter yet. Us. Or don't can't contact us any other way. Although than if you don't have Twitter, how are you listening to the show? Because this is the only. There's ways. I guess. There's ways. There's ways. So. Sometimes, yeah. Every every once in a while. Uh, so, anyways, enough enough of the uh, the buffer stuff. So uh, we got how many how many questions do we have? I think you said we have five. Well, we we we've chosen five. We got. Yes, yeah, so we've chosen five. We've gotten a few more. Uh, some general things that we're not going to answer. Um. So what's your first question? You had you had one, but yeah, I had so I had one. Uh, it's from a good friend of mine in IRL. Shout out Hank Tatum, and uh, Hank asked a pretty Related simple question, Jason. and yet it's no. He he's made that joke before. He's uh Ooh, He's actually not. A, he's actually not a uh, Celtics fan. But, <laughs> good um, for him. Good man. Okay, we're not getting into this. Um. So, <laughs> question from Hank is. It's an it's a question as old as time, as in from like 2016. Uh, MJ or LeBron? It's pretty simple. MJ or LeBron? I'm surprised you opened with this. That's the only one I could think of. But um, yeah. So who would you take, MJ or LeBron? Because I've got my. I got. I got Bron, man. I really do. I got Bron. I agree, and obviously... You say as, Bron, huh? I'm surprised. As a Celtics fan, LeBron has made my life hell in the playoffs. Okay, okay. The Jordan best. made the Celtics' life hell, too. You just, yeah, don't, but I wasn't you just didn't watch it. <laughs> you just didn't watch it. <laughs> I, I didn't exist at that point, so it doesn't count. Um, so, uh, Le- there, there hasn't been a player that dominates the game quite like LeBron has, with the tools that LeBron has honestly most of the time. I mean, this that man... last, okay. Let me say this though. I'll let you finish your point, but that last playoff run that he did, <laughs> the fact that that team made the final, that team, had that, no that business being in the playoffs. That's, that's, that's said it for me. I, I think that Raptor series said it for me when they swept the number one team in the East, just like they were a bug off a windshield. You see it, that definitely didn't hurt his case, but I think what really sealed it for me was when he came back from being down 3-2 and just straight dominated the Celtics in the Eastern Conference. He did it to the Pacers, too. He did do it to the Pacers. He, he In the first round. He willed that team to the finals, and I know that's kind of a corny thing. You, you and Raza like to t- send that into the DMs. Wow, Brady willed that ball. No, th- no, <laughs> no. Okay, Brady. Will, yeah, Brady willed that Rex Berkman run. But no, listen, Braun actually no, did will LeBron that run. LeBron wills that team. Wills that is that is the only time. Like that is the only run, other than 09. This is the that's the second time he did it. But that is the only other run I will give strictly Braun credit for. It. Like he had Kyrie and Love. Did he have love? Yeah, but love wasn't. Love, love, love was, wasn't. Love was just kind of there. Love was just kind of there. I mean, they, that was all. That, Bron, that series man. was Braun and then like dashes of greatness from Kyle Korver. 
Who's like 37. Like his second best player and was like I don't I couldn't even like love I guess. Even though he was playing like mid. I mean damn bro. Uh, LeBron LeBron took that team to the finals and even though they got clapped around that's because it's the Warriors and they had... That's because Bron's not going to beat the Warriors by himself. Exactly. He had to go against a f- four-man juggernaut by himself. Watch the Western Conference All-Stars. I mean, now especially, because <laughs> now they... Well, Draymond's not an All-Star anymore, but... But yeah, I got to give Bron my goat argument there, man. I, I just... Do too. I, I used to be a I used to be a Jordan guy, and... This past postseason, he's right? just done. Like he's just done too much. Like LeBron has just done too much for me to say Jordan's better than him at this point. Yeah, Even if he's three and six in the finals, listen, the great ones create arguments. No one cared. I'm gonna tell you this: great ones create arguments. No one cared about finals record until LeBron showed up, and no one cared about finals MVPs until Steph Curry showed up. They're the great ones. <laughs> I'm not wrong. No, you're not. No, you're you're actually exactly right. That's what's so funny. No one no one talks about how the logo of the NBA is like one for nine in the finals. No one gives a shit. No. Because they're not they're not trying to compare them to Jordan. Yeah, no, you're right. As soon as someone gets compared to the, the quote unquote greatest of all time, always three and six in the finals, because it's you know that's a person. That's a that's a personal stat. No one else is three and six in the finals. You play the finals by yourself. But they don't want to talk about how the Bulls had no problem winning fifty games without him. And they don't want to talk about how until Scottie Pippen got there, he couldn't get by the the Pistons. No, you're they don't want to speak right. about. They don't want. They don't want to speak about that for some reason. For some reason, they just don't. They just don't. They just don't want to do it. They just don't want to do it. All this because Bron, you know, Bron's led those trash teams to the finals. Jordan don't do that. Yeah, Jordan never did that. You know, if Jordan were to lead uh, the Wizards to the finals when uh, he was a little no, because he was okay. He was already out of his prime at that point. Oh well, yeah, of like, course. he was. He, yeah, was, he done. was done. Like he was done. So, but I mean, you could make more of an argument there if he did that. But Bron. Bronze led the, the, a poverty Cavs team to the finals. He's done it more than once. He did that probably two times, I would say. That he led a completely garbage, no no right to be here team to the final. Yep, yep. He did that twice. In the span of, like, nine years. Like, the man, he really does age like fine wine. He's not kidding. Probably not now anymore. He got hurt, and he'll probably never be that guy again. But <coughs> probably not. But speaking of hurt, I I want to say this: um, prayers to Oladipo, man. He oh, yes. uh, he went down. I think last night it was when we're recording this. Anyway, he went down the twenty third. Um, he's going to be done for the year. Uh, I hope he comes back even better than he was, and that's hard because he was very very good. Um. So I hope he comes back way better than he is. Yeah, prayers up to Oladipo, man. That's that's brutal. So yeah, Bron got my goat argument. All right, we're switching back to the goat argument, I guess. Um. All right. Well, so, I want to go to the next question. Yeah, we, we have four more. We got four more questions, and we're already an hour three minutes in. 
So I thought this was going to be a short episode. This is becoming one of our longer episodes uh, as of recently. <laughs> Maybe it is. So this one, this is from uh, some Zay underscore Day Fifteen. Do not just don't check his Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think the Colts are Super Bowl contenders for 2019-2020? Honestly, I, I gotta say, yeah, I I think so. I gotta say yes. I definitely think they're a top three team. Yeah. You see, it's hard to say what a top three team is in the AFC next year because the AFC is just well, so un- it's so unpredictable. Here's my thing, though, because like you could say like, "Oh, look at the Jags this year, how hard they fell off." Yeah, the problem was with the Jags is like they they were never a complete team anyway. Yeah, they didn't have a real quarterback. Here's the thing, though: the Colts aren't like that. Barring an injury, um, they got their first round pick. Like they can spend that however they see fit. Honestly. Whether they want to spend it on a wideout or really anything they want, um, I really, I really think people gotta start taking the Colts serious. <coughs> I mean, they beat—they uh, won a road playoff game this year against a division rival. Yeah, and then they fell to the MVP of the league. But there's no, you know. Look, I gotta say, I think I think they do make some noise, man. I think they should be seen as a Super Bowl contender. Yes. Yeah, I can definitely. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I mean, win. I don't know. Make it. I don't know. Contender. Yeah. They're definitely a team to look out for. I'll say that. So I won't say they aren't, but I won't say they're necessarily the top contender for the Super Bowl. I wouldn't say top, but they're up there. They're definitely up there for sure, and. That that's a team I would at least feel comfortable betting on. All right, so yes is your answer, I guess. M- more or less a yes. I know that's not All right. conclusive, but I'll say <laughs> so that. Ra- yeah. So Raza's got two questions. Raza, uh, you underscore he he has he asked more, but I didn't want to you know just throw in a bunch of Raza questions, so. He asked the first one, is the Miss P.I. the true reason the Saints lost? We kind of went over that. Gonna, it's one of them. There's more than one reason why the Saints lost. It's we a yes and no. So, yes, it was a reason. But the the Saints had other opportunities. They had other ways they could have won that game. Yes, they did get screwed over by that. But at the same time, there were other things you could have done to avoid that situation. You could have just ran the ball because the Rams were running low on timeouts. Um, you could have maybe not thrown that pick in overtime. You could have maybe bled out more clock. I don't know. I'm going to say yes and no because, yes, it did screw you over. But, no, it was not the sole reason why they lost that game. I mean, yeah, we went over it earlier. Yes, we did. So his other question I think is pretty interesting. Is Mahomes worth a $200 million deal? And I got to say, barring injury, yeah. Barring any bad injuries, why not? Okay. As an NFL fan, and strictly just from a football perspective, does he have a talent of someone worth $200 million? Yeah. Absolutely. The finance side in me, hell no. And I'm going to tell you why. You don't want a quarterback, or any player for that matter, taking up 
what, what is it? He's got two more years left on his deal? Something like that. I think he signed a four-year deal when he got drafted. Okay, so think about this. The 2021 offseason's coming, and Mahomes is set for a new contract deal, and you see the Kansas City Chiefs offer him this mega deal, $200 million, something like $170 million of it fully guaranteed. First off, that man's kids, kids, kids are set for life. But think about this: how much of that is going to? How much of that is going to be like a yearly thing against the salary cap? You're either going to have to ink Mahomes to a long-term deal, which could be very good, or it could blow up in your face. Because think about this: let's say Mahomes signs a five-year, two hundred million dollar deal. You're gonna be forty. It would million. not be five years. I know it'd have to be That's, way. It'd have to be way more. It, it it'd probably be a decade. A de- if if you're gonna sign a quarterback to a decade long deal, I mean, good luck. But <laughs> with Mahomes, shit, I would. I mean, know. that's an investment. I would. You're make. going way too Republican. You those I'm roots saying, are. You, you gotta those be. You gotta roots, be. You gotta those, be. Those roots are coming out. You gotta be a little Republican. You're speaking here, like a Fed. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta understand this from a financial standpoint. If you're gonna, if you're gonna get someone for that long, understand this much money, from that's a, a lot player of standpoint. Around. I want you to understand this from a player standpoint. If is they're it, gonna right, have right, Patrick Mahomes? What happens? Yes, yes. he's worth two hundred million dollars. Would a franchise pay that? No, they would not. The question is: Is Mahomes worth a two hundred million dollar deal? Yes, but he will never get a two hundred million dollar deal unless they. How much? Bag. Somebody's gonna. Somebody's gonna throw the bag. If someone throws the bag the at him, I will eat my words. But um, somebody's throwing the bag at him. I'm not. I wouldn't be paying a quarterback has, a fifth of the salary. If he has seasons now. like this for those <laughs> next two years and doesn't get hurt, you best believe he's getting two hundred million dollars. He's getting someone. He's getting. Uh, so what? What did Aaron Rodgers sign? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers got like. I don't remember. Aaron Rodgers signed a mega deal. I think it's he's the highest played. All right, so the QB. If you're going to throw money at any player on the field, it's I think the quarterback. Had, I think he had 135 million dollars in his deal. Do you really think? Yeah, he's, and I mean, do you really going to make 200 million does, of that? I could. I don't. I, I think two hundred million is a little. If expensive. he keeps up this pace, by the time he's up for his deal, he's going to have one hundred fifty touchdowns and fifteen thousand yards, which is absurd. That's those are in three numbers. years. He might get more than two hundred million dollars. I just. I don't. Th- I. I don't think teams are going to shell out that kind of money. Is he worth it? Yes, they absolutely. Is. You're going to set your team back for a long time if you get yourself into big if, with like Pat Mahomes. I'm down. If there's any player in the league, I'm if down any, to do that for. If there's any it, player in Mahomes. the league that deserves a two hundred million dollar contract, it'll be Mahomes for sure. But it's not going to happen. I mean, we'll, we'll, let, I think we'll, it will, we'll, man. We'll see a few years from now, but when run, I'm walking here, episode number fucking. I don't know. I don't know what number that would fucking be. I don't know. It'd be like episode one hundred and thirty or one hundred and forty or something <laughs> like that. If we're even still doing this at that point, which we should be. I mean, I don't see I, why I, I, like to, I like to think we will. But uh, that's not the conversation we're having right now. I mean, we, we just did have some <laughs> intel come through uh, mid-episode. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, yeah, I no, did. I did. I did see the intel. All right. Well, yeah, let's okay, get that. So Last question, and then we'll sound off the show. 
Uh, your favorite non-QB prospect. This is from Frito D. God. Shout out, Frito. Shout out, Frito. Great episode with him a couple weeks ago. Okay, so favorite non-QB prospect. All right, so the easy answer here is Nick Bosa. It's Nick Bosa. Nick yeah. Bosa is by far the best prospect. If he doesn't go number one, he's going to go number two. I mean, well, other I don't than want to Nick answer Bosa, Nick Bosa because that's such an easy answer that like I got I got a lot of names I could think of that I, this, I like. This draft is quarterback heavy and it's pass rusher heavy, and I love the pass rushers. It's not really quarterback heavy though. There's only like this is one of the best quarterback draft classes mm-hmm. we've had in a while. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. There's like <laughs> three maybe good quarterbacks, maybe four. Daniel Jones is not one of them. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't. There's four okay to good ones, but that's like it. Yeah, I would say after this senior day, I'd say Drew Locke is good. Um, Drew Locke, Haskins. I don't know about Kyler Murray. I'd say he's exciting, but good. I don't know. And uh, Will Greer. But other than those four. No. You're not going to talk Car- Oh, well, if Herbert's... Uh... Herbert's not Herbert's in his Herbert's, class. Yeah, Herbert went back to college. I keep forgetting that. Yeah, so... Um, personally, for me, if I had to pick one guy that wasn't a QB and not Nick Bosa, um, he's not the best I could pick. He's not my... I don't know if he's my favorite favorite, but I do love <laughs> Devin White. Ah, I was going to say Devin that is a That is a bad... Man, that man is going to be a good linebacker for somebody for a decade plus. Yeah, you know, I was deciding between two, and I was hoping, I was hoping you wouldn't say Devin White because I wanted to talk about him. He, there's not, he is just incredible. He's special. He's special. So, um, I, I guess you pick I, up I, his I teammate. My, I'm, I'm gonna, t- well, I'm, I'm getting my, uh, I had a backup ready in case you did pick him because I know you've been a big fan of him. I Let's talk him. about our uh, our boy Josh Allen from Kentucky. Josh Allen's very good. He he's is very, very, very good. good. Uh, he's expected right now to be number two in the draft, going to Oakland, which I could see. You know, they need and two uh, is two is the Forty Niners. Oh, they did. Yeah, the mock draft I'm looking at uh, has the Raiders at two. So, I, I mean, I'm guessing he'd go at three then, because I don't think the Forty ers are going to go pass rusher. Maybe the Raiders trade up in the next draft. I don't know. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I, I haven't kept up with the draft too much. I do like Josh Allen, though. Josh Allen, he... Just think, he, he's going to be drafted. He'll be the best Josh Allen in the NFL, probably. Yeah. I, yeah, he's... Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, He's super explosive, really fast off the line. Uh, he, He's tough to block. He's a nice big guy. A big guy, fast, good strength. Uh, there's really not a lot of bad things you can say about him. So, uh, yeah, Josh Allen from Kentucky. All right, so I think that's that's think good for wrap that it up? episode. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think we're good, man. Awesome. So, uh, thank you for listening. This is episode twenty-four of I'm Walking Here. Next week we got our big episode for the Super Bowl. Uh, very excited for that. But um, something else gonna happen too next week. <laughs> something else is gonna happen next week, but uh. Just keep our eye, uh, keep your eyes on uh, the Twitter page, which is at IWH Podcast, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, feel free to send any questions our way uh, about sports, uh, about really anything else. I guess we can talk about it, whatever. Really, 
Uh, we prefer sports questions, though, because this is a por- sports podcast per sources. Per sources, yeah. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Ian Cusick. You can follow Bryce on Twitter at It's Briz, I-T-S-B-R-I-Z-Z. And that'll do it. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.